Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Good evening and welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I'm your host, Chad Knight, and let's start tonight with announcements. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Evercon 2017, January 6th to the 8th of 2017. That's 14 days from the day this drops. That's 14 days from the day. If you don't have your badges, get out and get your badges. Okay. I have some more information, like I promised you I would. Uh, Food. We finally have food all figured out. We're going to have concessions. We're going to have late night options. We're going to have Big B Coffee. We're going to have the Almond Tree. And we're going to have Cheesecake on a Stick. As well as, now this is something you don't normally see at conventions. We're going to have a buffet each and every day. An all-you-can-eat buffet. So Friday night for dinner, we are going to have the Hot Sandwich Buffet, which includes ham and cheese and pulled pork with sides. That's going to be 9 bucks a person, so not a bad deal. Uh, That goes from 5 to 7 p.m. on Friday night. Uh, Saturday, we're going to have a lunch buffet uh, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's, again, going to be $9 a person. And that's a build-your-own-brotten burger uh, buffet with sides again. Um, On Saturday, uh, from 5 to 7 p.m., at $10 a person, we're going to have a pasta buffet. Uh, That's going to have two types of pasta and three sauces, and these are going to have sides. Um, and then finally on Sunday, we're going to have a brunch buffet, which is going to have a mixture of breakfast and lunch offerings. Um, so it's really kind of a cool thing. That's $11 a person, but I mean, it is, uh, I don't know. Buffets are, it's something we're trying. It's something that the convention center that we're at, they are going to, uh, to offer this to us. You can get all the information on our, on our website at www.evercon.org. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's really the announcement I have is this big food thing. The other thing I can announce now is we are going to have a, uh, we're going to have two offerings of a special role playing game. It involves three hours of role playing followed by a final showdown of laser tag. So, um, I can't go into the specifics. You can find more information, again, on our website. Um, but uh, it's $21 a person because of the laser tag part of it. But uh, I think it's going to be a really neat thing to do. Um, and uh, so, you know, let's uh, let's uh, support. Uh, we're using a local laser tag place. So, let's support the uh, community along with supporting Evercon. All right, welcome to my mind mare. Because as I've told you in the past, and I haven't done until this episode, is I'm going to split welcome to my mind mare and any announcements I have. Um, So that was the announcement portion. Now into the welcome to my mind mare. So the big thing on my mind right now is Christmas. Um, As we record this, we are into early December. Um, Christmas to me is a time to reflect. You reflect on the year. I mean, a lot of people use New Year's Eve for that, and I guess I do that to a certain degree as well. But Christmas, 
uh, is a time to reflect. And this year especially, my oldest daughter, Emma, this will be her last Christmas home as as a minor. In the fall, she leaves for college. So the next time, I mean, after Christmas 2018, she will be an adult. She will be... Um, she will be almost 18 years old. She will be three days from 18 at that point, but she will already have a semester of college in. So, you know, um, so I, I sit back and I say, what does Christmas really mean? I mean, you know, there's obviously the, the part of it that is very much a, a buyer's holiday. You know, it's about the gifts and, and that kind of stuff. And we can go the religious side. Everybody out there knows where I stand on, on religion you know, so it's the birth of Christ. We can go that side. But what does Christmas really mean to each and every one of us? I mean, to me, it's family. To me, it's spending time with family. Even if you don't see them all year, spending time with friends, even if you don't have the time necessarily always to spend time with friends. Um, that's kind of what Christmas is to me. And that's kind of, you know, as I get older, um, I find that Christmas is more about family and less about stuff you get. Um, you know, and, and kids are, kids really make you think about that because as your kids get older and yes, the kids still want stuff and yes, I still want stuff. I'm not going to lie about it, but it's really about that time you spend with family. It's that time you, you, uh, you know, carve out of your life to spend with your family. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as we go forward, as, um, you know, Christmas is really close. Actually, this uh, drops on December 23rd. So if you're listening to this on the day it drops, Christmas is really close. Um, and, and that's kind of the reason that um, I, I, I started thinking about this. Um, and, and the other thing that's on my mind right now is I have learned after uh, 19 episodes, well, actually less than that, that I really love doing this shit. I really like sitting down, talking to people talking about different things. So I'm going to expand my offerings. So I'm going to have whose podcast is it anyway, that will continue to go. Um, I'm also going to start two new podcasts in January. I don't know exactly when those will start hitting. They're going to stay on the same channel that we're on. They'll just be titled differently. They have not been titled yet. Uh, one of them we're going to, I'm going to sit down with a buddy of mine. Uh, he's been on the podcast a couple times, Lou Schwalbach. And we're just going to talk music. Every week, we're going to pick a genre. We're going to pick a year. We're going to pick a decade. We're going to we're gonna sit down and talk about music and what music means to us. We're both big into music. So um, that that's one of them. And the other one, I'm going to sit down with a guy who's also been on the podcast before a couple times, uh, Scott Ahern. And we're going to do what we're calling at this point an educational podcast. Now, what I see for this and what it actually becomes might be two different things, but what I see for it right now is we'll sit down, we'll pick a topic, um, you know, and it, and I don't think the topics are going to be limited by anything, but we'll pick a topic, we'll do our research, and once a month we're going to sit down and probably do an hour, hour and a half on a topic. And that'll happen once a month. The one with Lou will be weekly. So... I'm just curious as to what you guys think about this. You know, drop us a, you can drop us a uh, email at uh, whose podcast is it at gmail.com. Um, I will give you that email again later on for some other stuff, but um, it'll also be in the, uh, in the uh, show notes that uh, get put out on the uh, web with this. So enough of me for now, as you all know, I like to talk. Uh, let me, uh, introduce you to, uh, the guy sitting across the table from me here. His name is Nick Olson. I have known Nick 
for at least, oh, I'd say eight years or so since the beginning of Chatham, kind of. Before that. Was it before that? Yeah, yeah it was, Okay. You went to game night, right? Yeah, yeah. So, probably. <laughs> now you're just making us old, Nick. Yeah, I know. So, um, so this part, Nick, I just have you kind of tell us what you do in the real world. Tell us, you know, anything you want to tell us. This is your moment to talk about you. All right, well, uh, I guess I drive city buses. Okay. So. I see you every once in a while. You cut me off. I flip you off. I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of people that flip city bus drivers off, so I'm sure. <laughs> no, actually, I have seen you once in a while, but um, no, you know, I've never, I've, I've heard people talk about goddamn city bus drivers, blah, 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 and I'm like, you know, I've never really had one. Yeah, once in a while, they'll pull out in front of you, but they're they're driving what how long is a city bus it's 38 depending on 48 depending on which one it is if it's the purple ones uh those are 40 footers okay uh all the rest of them are 35s okay but that's still a lot of vehicle yeah, yeah. i mean now this is something i've always wondered do you have to have a special type of license to drive a bus yeah you have a cdl okay uh, so you have to have like a, a over cla- the road a class b cdl um you can drive straight truck with the class b uh, the class A is semi. It, okay. It can have a, a hinge. Okay. Or you can drive double trailers. If you have a class A, you can pretty much drive anything. Okay. So class B, would that be things like limousines, that kind of stuff too? Or is that even lower? I guess you could call it a chauffeur's license. Yeah. I mean, that's what they used to be called a chauffeur's license. Okay. But, okay. but um, uh, in order to yeah, drive city buses, you have to have a class B or, or higher. Okay. Um, So like I could go drive a dump truck. I could drive uh, a regular school bus or a straight truck that doesn't have a hinge. Or what just, about those big box trucks like delivery trucks? You could drive those. I could drive a UPS truck. Any any of the trucks that don't have a hinge or anything that's just straight. Okay. And, you know, that's what a class... I can't like. back up a trailer, so... <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I, I probably will not be driving city bus anytime soon. <laughs> but... Um, all right, what else about you? Um, I know you're married. Yeah, yeah I've got uh, a three-year-old. Uh, she's a beautiful three-year-old that uh, I have seen pictures. Yeah. Well, all three-year-olds are demons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, it's just fact. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they always say it's the terrible twos, but really, no, it's threes. Well, I, I, at least I it would, was for my daughter. I would probably say it's terrible two, three, four, five, and then it's probably better after that. <laughs> <laughs> well... Until they become tweeners. Yeah. And then they become full-on teens. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know when it gets better. Well, well, I mean, I, I, I get the point already because I'm part-time. I don't drive the full-time routes. Okay. I pick kids up from school. Okay. So I'm picking all the kids up in the morning when they're asleep. So that's not a big deal. Yeah, I was going to say, that's easy. But when I pick them up at night, I'm going home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. I've had uh, I've had kids bring aerosol cans with with lighters on my bus. Really? Yeah. Is that a call to the cops? Uh, the or the, is that just a good thumping with the fist? That's a good uh, <laughs> a year off of not being able to ride the bus. Oh. Um, depending on the situation, a lot of times it's six months. Um, if you actually like start someone on fire, uh, most. <laughs> We had someone light someone's hair on fire, and they went and we had to go to court, and yeah. So, so now, when you say somebody gets kicked off for X amount of time, how do they enforce that? I mean, if you kick them off of your bus, let's say, couldn't they just ride some other bus? 
Well, see, the, the thing is, is we send a letter out and put it in everybody's mailboxes. And yeah, there's a certain amount of people that aren't really good with faces, whatever. So yeah, they could probably get away with it for a little bit. But eventually someone's going to jump on that route because someone takes off or whatever. And right. they're going to recognize the kid and the kid's going to get an extended leave because he's riding the bus when he's not supposed to. Okay. So, so I mean, it it does work at the same time as it doesn't. Which is why my, my supervisor says it's better just to front seat someone. Because then you can keep an eye on them. Right. Whereas if you boot them off the bus, you're not going to know if they're riding unless someone's good at telling who they are. Right. Okay. All right. So let's get into today in history, which I get all my history facts from www.history.com. This day in history. You know, I've learned over these 19 episodes, I've got to stop drinking soda when I do these things because then I start wanting to... Uh, belch and i don't want to do that to you people out there so i'm gonna have to start drinking water because i have to drink during these things because otherwise it's gonna be real ugly by the end but anyway um all right so today in history uh december 23rd 1888 van gogh chops off his ear on this day in 1888 dutch painter vincent van gogh Suffering from severe depression, cuts the off the lower part of his ear with a razor while staying in Arles, France. He later documented the event in a painting titled Self-Portrait with Bandaged Ear. Obviously, he had a great sense of, uh, of uh, he really thought things through and came up with titles that were very expansive of the real, never mind. Uh, today, Van Gogh is regarded as an artistic genius and his masterpieces sell for record-breaking prices. However, during his lifetime, he was a poster boy for tortured, starving artists and sold only one painting. Vincent Wilhelm van Gogh was born on March 30th, 1853 uh, in the Netherlands. He had a difficult, nervous personality and worked unsuccessfully at an art gallery and then as a preacher among poor miners in Belgium. In 1880, he decided to become an artist. His work from this period, the most famous of which is The Potato Eaters of 1885 is a dark and somber and reflective of the experiences he had among peasants and impoverished miners. In 1886, Van Gogh moved to Paris, where his younger brother, Theo, with whom he, had, whom he was close, lived. Theo, an art dealer, supported his brother financially and introduced him to a number of artists, including Paul Gauguin, Camille Pissarro, and George Seurat. Uh, influenced by these and other painters, Van Gogh's early own artistic style lightened up and he began using more color. In 1888, Van Gogh rented a house in Arles in the south of France where he hoped to find to found an artist colony and be less of a burden to his brother. In Arles, Van Gogh painted vivid scenes from the countryside as well as still lifes, including his famous Sunflower series. Gauguin came to stay with him in Arles and the two men worked together for almost two months. However, tensions developed, and on December 23rd, in a fit of dementia, Van Gogh threatened his friend with a knife before turning it on himself and mutilating his earlobe. Afterward, he allegedly wrapped up, the, wrapped up the ear and gave it to a prostitute at a nearby brothel. Following the incident, Van Gogh was hospitalized in Arles and then checked himself into a mental institution in Saint-Rémy for a year. During his, his stay in Saint-Rémy, he fluctuated between periods of madness and intense creativity, in which he produced some of his best and most well-known works, including Starry Night and Irises. 
In May 1890, Van Gogh moved to Avers sur oise near Paris. I've killed that name, I'm sure, and if you speak French, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where he continued to be plagued by de despair and loneliness. On July 27th, 1890, he shot himself and died two days later at the age of 37. It was really happy, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um... At least he didn't eat it. Okay, but he gave it to a prostitute. He probably wanted a favor. For his ear? <laughs> Did he, like, hand it to her and be like, hear me out? <laughs> Back then, you never know. <laughs> True enough. All right, so let's get back to you. Um, so I have, um, I guessed last week what your topic would be. And um, I, I'm going to tell that in a second, but I'm going to let the world out there know that I have decided to stop doing this and stop guessing and stop keeping track and all that fun stuff because it really doesn't pan out and I suck at it. Um, to date, this is episode 19, I did not guess, or I did not count the guesses for episode 15 that was done at the convention. I am, uh, two and Seven. whatever it is, two and 16. So, I'm really bad at it, and the two that I guessed were kind of like, maybe, sort of, kind of right, and I said, fuck it, I'm taking them. <laughs> so, this is my last guess. Let's see if it's 2 and 17 or if it's 2 or uh, 3 and 16. So my guess, Nick, is that you'd be talking about cars. Um, the last time we, we met up somewhere, I, I noticed you had one of these beautiful Dodge uh, Chargers. Um, so, and, and I don't know, you've always, and I, and I have no reason for this, but you've always kind of struck me as being a motorhead. So are we talking cars tonight? No. No, I, I know we're not because uh, for for a lot of reasons, but one is you said we're going to we're going to do this thing on air tonight. So I knew already that I was wrong, but I didn't want to change my guess based on the fact that, you, you know, it's like, well, now I know what we're talking about. So this is what I guessed. No, uh, because, well, they can go back to last week and go. But, motherfucker, you said cars. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's I guess that's the one bad thing about this not being just us sitting on a stage and somewhere talking to people. It's, they can always go, let's look at the replay. So anyway, so what what is it that you want to talk about tonight? Well, we're going to be talking about uh, everything probably about Matt Kale, but a lot of that has to do with magic. Okay, let's take a step back, because uh, I'm sure that some of the people who listen know who Matt was, but let's step back. So, Matt was a guy that I knew for several years, starting back at Game, Game Night, Night. Um, and Matt was um, very influential in the gaming community, and then, um, and, and I don't know exactly when, do you, do you remember when he died? Uh, I don't remember the date, but it had, it's... I think it's going on five years. Now. Yeah, and, and and Matt unfortunately um, lost his life in a car accident. Um, it came as a shock uh, to the community of Wausau. Um, I remember, I, I, I Chatham Games was open at the time, 
And the only thing we could really think to do um, to kind of let everybody cope with it, because it was so sudden, obviously it wasn't expected. He was a young man in his early 20s, um, was we shut the shop down um, to the public. We opened it up to his friends and we we played games because that's what we is, you know, that's what we thought Matt would want us to do. Um, and of course we talked a lot about Matt. There was a lot of tears. There was a lot of all that kind of stuff going around, but, um, you know, Matt was, um, an influence to me as far as gaming. Um, and since you brought the topic to me, I'm guessing the same, um, Matt was one of the most laid back, easygoing guys I knew. Yeah. He's crazy, (laughs) but crazy in that lovable way. More of a stone cold crazy, like you wouldn't look at him like from the outside and go, Matt was crazy. But when you got to know Matt, yeah, he was. But he was that lovable crazy. It, 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 it was the goofy crazy. It was. It was always light hearted and absolutely, know. yeah. So, um, what what um, Nick wants to do tonight is we're we're gonna shuffle up and play a game of magic as we talk tonight. So, um, this could go very well. Uh, this could be a train wreck if we forget to talk. So the the big thing is we're going to have to remember to talk. So the way I always do it is we roll a die. Person with the highest number goes first. So here we go. I rolled a die 20 and got a 3 because that's about classic. And Nick got a 20. Yeah. So Nick is going to start. <clears throat> so anybody who has um, ever played Magic, you know how this works. And if you haven't, um, we shuffled up before we started tonight, and we draw seven cards each. And then we get to look at those cards and decide if we want to play that hand or not. If we don't, uh, we can shuffle the cards again, and we can draw a hand of six. But here we go. So I'm looking at my cards here. He's looking at his, and I'm not going to play this. <laughs> so I'm going to reshuffle my deck. He's still checking his out there. What do you say, Nick? I think we can both just take a mulligan on this one. All right. In that case, with uh, friendly rules we usually play, at least I've always played, is now we'll both draw seven since we mulligan. Now, if we both mulligan again, it's to the six. But we'll each take seven here. Um, The reason I mulliganed is I had two cards. That cost me five. (coughs) And that's way too expensive to start. Now, this hand looks better. This hand I'm going to play. How about you? I am also good. All right. So we will talk you through this as we go. Um, We're both familiar with each other's deck from years ago. So we may say things that you would normally not say at the table. Um, (laughs) But the one, the one reason I grabbed the deck I did is two, two of my buddies helped me build this. One of them being a guy who was just recently on the podcast, Adam Netzler and Matt. So um, here we go. Uh, he will go first, so since he is first player, he does not get to draw, but he starts the game. I'll lay a land. And uh, you can go. Alright, so he laid a blue land, or an island, Yeah, for those who are familiar with magic. I'm going to have to put a warning on this. If you are not into magic, do not listen to this podcast, because <laughs> we're going to talk a lot of magic. So, as we're doing this, I'm drawing here. Uh, I'm going to lay a swamp. I am going to tap that swamp. I'm going to lay a dark ritual, which gives me three black mana. 
And then I'm going to play a Relentless Rat. So at this point, Nick is not happy. <laughs> and I'm going to say go. So when we get to Magic and um, and Matt, what is it? What is your one memory or your one thing about Matt that ties to Magic that wanted you to put these two things together? Well, no matter what you do with a deck, Matt could look at it and make it better somehow. Yeah. I, I mean, there there was nothing he couldn't look at and go, hey, you can take this card out and this one's better. And, and, and it would be less mana and it would be faster cast and it would just flow better. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Matt had some of the most amazing decks I've seen. I would look through some of his decks and go, this doesn't work. And then he'd sit down and be like, boom, 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 boom. You're dead. And you'd be sitting there scratching your head going, how does that work? He, I have his uh, Kid in the Tree deck in here. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I do. I do. Why, why don't you go ahead and play here? We'll have to play and talk. Otherwise, this is... Uh, yeah. So he laid another island. Uh, I will... Uh-oh, he's playing something. He's going to Echoing Truth. Return target non-land permanent and all other permanents with the same name as that permanent to their owner's hand. I really hope there's only one of those in that deck. <laughs> <laughs> Because otherwise that could get ugly real fast. All right, so are you done then? Yeah, yeah your turn. Go ahead. All right, so. <clears throat> um, you know, yeah, and I remember, like I said, when I was building this deck, Matt had a hand in it. Um, my buddy uh, Adam had a hand in it. And uh, when I built this deck, it was kind of devastating. Um, I just played another mana. Um, it was really hard to beat. I mean, there were certain cards that could lock it down, as we say in Magic, but... It was fast. It is fast. Um, but now with the new Magic, I've played guys that have these new decks, and it's just like, well, this was a waste of money. Uh, because when I built this deck, the deck is built around these Relentless Rats, um, which are an odd card in Magic because... Um, oh, I'm sorry. You can go and play while I'm talking here. It, it's an odd card in Magic because it is a card that you can have more of, four, more than four of in your hand. Um, because... <clears throat> I'll play right. a wizard. Okay, he's playing a 1-2 a wizard that uh, can untap target artifact or creature. Okay. Doesn't sound dangerous, but I'm sure it will be. Um, but the Relentless Rats was an uncommon that cost $3. I have 20 of them in my deck. <laughs> so you do the math. It was expensive. And I have a lot of foily uh, lands as well, so that's expensive as well. All right, so I'm going to play another Swamp here. I'm going to tap that, and I'm going to drop a uh, Relentless Rats. <laughs> because that's what I do. Yes, it is. And then I say, go. Okay. So Relentless Rat is a it's a 2-2 black creature, and every time I play another Relentless Rat, they grow. They just get bigger, and they get nastier, and their fangs get pointier. And he's playing way too much land. Drift of the Phantoms, this creature. Defender flying. Okay. So he doesn't do damage, but he can block. Alright, I'm up. And here we go. So, I remember doing drafts with um, with Matt. Uh, magic drafts on Friday nights. Yeah, we, we all did. We uh, I think for a long time we did drafts every Friday night. 
And it was the most expensive thing I did in high school. It was... <laughs> see, you were in high school at the time. It, I was I was married at the time. I wasn't married very long. I didn't even have kids yet. Oh, God. That means... I've known Nick. Yeah. My oldest daughter's 17, and she wasn't born yet, so... It's been over 17 years. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I've known Matt since 7th grade. That's that's when I met him. I met Matt well, ga- well at game night, but um, yeah. I'm God damn, we're old. <laughs> well, I'm old. I don't know how, how old. How old are you? Twenty seven. You're. Tw- <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Now I'm really old. I just turned forty back in April, so I'll be twenty eight. If that makes you feel better, I'll be forty one. It all happens, <laughs> to all of us. <laughs> But you know what? Someday you'll be uh, 40, and uh, you'll be old, too. That's okay. Um, the kids on my bus think I'm 40 already, so. <laughs> All right, so I played another land, and now I'm going to tap three and play another rat. Now my rats are 3-3. Three, three. Yay me! And I say, go ahead. However, with your defender, <laughs> you have slowed me down. Because I could have ran over your wizard a long time ago. There's too much blue mana in there. There's too many, uh, uh, what would you call them, uh, spells that stop me from casting things. There's things that make things go away. An enchantment, the words of wind. The next time you would draw a card this turn, each player returns a permanent he or she controls to its owner's hand instead. For one mana. Jesus. <laughs> you gonna do anything else? Uh, no, you can go. I don't like... No, spend your mana. Because <laughs> I know what two blue mana does. That's called counter spells. Maybe. <laughs> I will put him on the stack because he is active now. Okay. And I draw a card. And... Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna play another mana. I'm gonna tap three, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guess. What do you think I'm gonna play? A, uh, a rat. I'm gonna <laughs> play a rat. Now all my rats are four fours, and I'm gonna say another defender. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'm not getting the main part of my deck, but uh, maybe I can slow you down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, I, you, you can go. All right, so. Now, did Matt introduce you to magic, or did you meet Matt through magic? I met Matt through Gaming Club. Okay, with, through DC Evers Gaming yeah, Club. With Amon. And uh, I would say that I wasn't introduced to magic actually through Matt. Matt taught me how to play magic because I had cards from my brother, who's 10 years older than I am. Okay, okay. But he left those at home when he moved to Texas, so I had cards. And I... You know, so right. Matt taught me how to play. Uh, I kind of knew how to play, but Matt actually taught me how to play. <laughs> yeah, Adam and I, when we did our podcast a few weeks ago, um, we we kind of talked about that's how I met Adam too was through magic. I uh, I got kind of horn horn swoggled into going to a magic draft for my little brother who played magic. I had not played magic. I was a role player. I still am a role player. Um, and I went down to one of the local card shops at the time and sat down to do a draft. And when I was done, Adam went, uh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I drew. 
Um, and I'm gonna say go. <laughs> Because my deck isn't really working either, so we'll see. This might be a long play out here, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and, and so, you know, I had I knew how to draft by the time game night opened. Um, I started playing Magic in about 2000, 99, 2000. So that was during I don't know what set, and I don't really care anymore. Uh, two thousand would have been. Uh, Pretty the, close to when I started, too. The Caldra set? Caldera set? Um, no, it would have been Scourge. Scourge? Okay, that was the... Scourge uh, just came out. That was Well, that was, the dra- that was when most of the dragons came out again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and goblins. Scourge was goblins, dragons. Okay, rats, maybe? Uh, no. no. No, that was... Um, elves. Oh. Those are worse than rats. Because <laughs> rats don't know better. Alright, I'm going to tap three mana here after I draw. I'm going to play another rat. Now all my rats are five fives. And I attack for 15. Goodbye walls. And are you going to throw your wizard out there or are you going to take five? No, I'll take five. Alright. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how this works. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Alright, go ahead. And he draws a card, and he taps some blue mana, and he plays a warden, a, uh, a Lum- Lumen Guard Grid, Lumen Grid, Lumen Grid Warden. Yep. It's just a human wizard. It's a one three, and that scares me that there's wizards hitting the table like this. <laughs> I just and, and, and the fact that this is torment, and and that one is that's Caldera. Yeah, that's Caldera. That's onslaught. Onslaught. Yeah. Wait, no, yeah, you're right. Um, no, that no, that that is onslaught. Yeah. Torment was the circular yeah. dragon thing. So yeah, you're right. Onslaught. So are you done? Yep. Great. Yep. <laughs> it always scares me when I when. Now, if you don't know magic and you're still listening to this, thank you. Um, but um, if you don't know magic, uh, islands or blue decks, as they're called. They have a lot of anti-type uh, things. They have counter spells. They have anti-magic. They have spells that kick things back into your hand and all this kind of fun stuff. So when I play a black deck, which is what swamps are, they're called black deck, they tend to be rats or zombies or destroy you know, things that destroy. Um, the, I Usually, if I'm going to be playing a blue deck, I like to have a white deck because they allow you to build... <laughs> <laughs> to build uh, extra health. But um, I think I might have this one in hand. Yeah, my deck doesn't like me today, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so if I attack you all out, I'm going to kill you, aren't I? Well, I'll probably block still. Yeah. Oh, you can block two of them, so I won't kill you all right. Yeah. All right, I, I attack for 20. Okay. So you take... You block two, you take 10... You have five health left. Oh, yep. by the way, you start magic with 20 health. I have now hit him for 15. So, it is his turn. And you win. <laughs> and I win. So, what happened is he didn't draw a card to stop me. So, when it's my turn again, I will just attack for 20 again. And, and oh, <laughs> I'm really glad you did not get up to uh, a lot of man. Holy 
Christ, I forgot how much those cost. Mm-hmm. So he has a he has a dark steel colossus. Oh, he has a, he had a dark steel colossus in his hand, which is a, an eleven eleven trample. That's why I have that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but it costs eleven mana to get out. However, it is trample. It's indestructible. And if somehow I would get it to go to the graveyard, uh, it, you know, uh, it goes back into his library. The other thing he had in his hand was a Blightsteel Colossus, which costs you 12 mana. It is an 11-11. It has Trample and Infect, and what Infect does is if I block with anything, my creatures slowly die. If I don't, I believe it infects me, doesn't it? Uh, you can only have seven infect counters on you, and you lose. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't infect creatures; it infects the person. It's the same thing as uh, Marsh Vipers. How Marsh Vipers is a one-two, but if you dealt seven damage to someone, they automatically lose. Right. All right. So we played the game of Magic. <clears throat> We're not going to do another one, at <laughs> least not on air. Um, but if if you don't know what Magic is, and it sounded interesting to you, I highly doubt it because playing Magic. Um, it is not something, it, it's not a spectator sport. I mean, it is for those of us big nerds that play, <laughs> but it's really not. Uh, my wife would look at me and go, you want me to watch what? <laughs> As I'm sure your wife would probably do the same thing. Or maybe not. Is your wife a magic player? I've tried, but... No. <laughs> I mean, she... She actually, because she knew I was working 12 hours today, wrote me up some stuff to go off of. Cause... Okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, I could probably get her to play. She plays, I, I get her to play Xbox with me all the time. Okay. See, so... now, I'm not a console gamer. As If you look around my basement as you're sitting here, I have my second ed D&D over there. I have my third, fourth, and fifth ed uh, D&D over there. I have those books, <laughs> but you brought your dragon books, uh, and then I have all the other stuff that's not D and D over here, uh, which includes my Shadow Run, my first Ed um, type uh, game called Osric, my Cthulhu stuff, my World of Darkness stuff, and my Pathfinder stuff. So, um, what else uh, did you want to did you want to say? Um, now we can that we're not doing magic so much. We can talk a little more about Matt. Um, they there has been a um, a uh, they did a scholarship. Yeah, scholarship. That. that was what I was thinking. There, there's a scholarship set up in Matt's name, uh, which is loosely tied to Evercon. Um, not the scholarship itself, but Matt is definitely tied to Evercon. Um, and, and the, the, the scholarship has been at Evercon every year, um, since Matt's passing. Um, and I can't answer the question if they're going to be there this year. I don't know if they've been reached out to, or if they've reached out to us or how that goes. Um, but, um. I'm sure Jenny will be there. She, yeah. she was, she did gaming and stuff when she was in high school too. And so not only is her, is Matt connected to it, um, it's a big thing to her too. So. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know Jenny all that well. Um, I've met her a few times. I've talked to her a few times. Um, but, um, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Matt's dad, um, is, is a really neat guy. Um, Kathy, I love her to death. Uh, uh, Matt's mother. 
Um, but um, I, I don't know if they're officially tied to the con this year or not. Because uh, I don't know if you're aware, but the convention has gone through a lot of upheaval in the last year. Well, I mean, you you uh, actually send me emails because I asked you to, so I've got okay. Them. So you're, you're on the you're on the constant and, contact, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it is um, it has been um, it is no longer officially tied to the gaming club. Um, we still are uh, connected to the gaming club through Christian and through the charity auction. Um, so they are still definitely a part of the convention, but it is... Um, it's grown too it's big. It's grown, to, yeah, exactly. For the club to have to be responsible for it. And right. So a few of us have stepped in and said, you know what? Come to the con. Be part of the con. And we want you to be. Right. But you don't have to deal with the day-to-day. So hopefully what that does is it re-kicks the game club into what it should be. Well, and see, the other thing... when. I- when I was go when we were doing Evercon, you know, I was one of the people that it was still a hundred, two hundred people maybe, you know. Yeah. Do you know what the number last year was? Do you know how many people came to the middle school last year? Wasn't it like eight thousand or something? Like no, that? no, twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Oh, I thought it was. What was that? I must have been thinking something else. But yeah, it was twelve hundred unique. So for a school the size of a middle school, right, right. It just got too big. I yeah. mean, it just, it was, it, it yeah. was, it was a, uh, you know, nightmare for the people running it. Now, I mean, I was involved, but I wasn't involved heavily. And, and I mean, yeah, there's, when we were doing it, like I said, we had 100, 200 people. We brought frozen pizzas. One of the times we actually had um, uh, hot walk deliver food i don't remember that so that was before my time that yeah that that, i think that was actually eighth grade when i when we did that and i mean that was ninth grade was the first year we did council gaming that we set up uh you know a gaming you know thing i started that okay i was the one that said hey let's get some xboxes together let's let's play each other in halo and you know whoever wins oh my god halo Whoever wins gets a twenty dollar gift card to Applebee's or something like. I mean, you know, that's that's how small it was. Right. It was right. it was five of us bringing in an Xbox and a router to plug it in. It, it wasn't you know right. I've got Wi Fi. We're gonna hook up on Xbox Live and play. It was actually a router we brought in and plugged into the back of the consoles and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's huge and. We're doing those type of games again this year. We've got, um, we're going to have 15 stations of retro gaming, which is the old stuff. You know, the the Atari, the uh, the Genesis, the Sega, the, that, that kind of stuff. That's good. We have a guy coming in. He's bringing in 15 stations. He's going to set up and you'll be able to, you know, he's got a list of games um, that you can pick and choose from. Yeah. Pac-Man. Yeah, exactly. You know, your little your little Atari one stick with one red button. I, I, I was thinking the the one you sat in with the, you know, you got the two chairs on both sides. Oh, you mean you could, the tabletop yeah, type one? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he has. I don't think he has any of those. But yeah, I know which ones you're talking about because I used to sit and play in those at Pizza Hut. Yeah, you know, back yeah, in the day, yeah. Pizza Hut. You could you could and then you could choose between Pac Man and usually Donkey Kong. Well, it was. It was. I think it was Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, or Space Invaders. Oh, Space! I hated that game, <laughs> mostly because I sucked at it. 
Well, it's it's a long game. I mean, Pac-Man, you go through, you eat the, eat it, goes to the next right, level. Right, right. Space Invaders just seems like it doesn't end. Right, right. <laughs> that one, and what was the other one that I... I always thought the concept was awesome, and the gameplay looked cool, but I sucked at it so hard. Um, Asteroids. Oh. <laughs> you know, where you were kind of spinning yeah. in a circle, shooting a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um... But anyway, so for a while, Matt was one of the um, coordinators uh, of Evercon. Once he had graduated high school and he was off to UW-Green Bay. He was doing it before that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was, but not officially. No, no. I mean, it was... Before he went off to Green Bay, it was like one of one of four people that... Matt was always the backbone. He He did all the... You know, I'm writing down stuff. I'm going to get this done because somebody else can't mm-hmm. or, you know, someone else is lazy. <laughs> he'd get he'd get all the stuff that no one wanted to do get done. It, it would be right. done. And, you know, we had um, Adam Rickert. I don't know if you've ever met Adam. I, I The name sounds familiar. He, I may have met him. He went out. He He's went out to the Navy, and I think he lives down south now. I, I don't know where he went. But, okay. But uh, then it was Kale, Amon, and... Um, Miss Peterson, Chris Peterson. She wasn't really in hand at that time. Okay, okay, that was before she, her time. She got, she got bigger as as a lot of the kids from Gaming Club moved over into theater, too. Mm-hmm. And she did a lot of the backstage stuff. It kind of all collided into the same thing. Right, because I so, know her son Tom was part of the game club for right, a while. Right, and, th- and that's kind of... A lot of the kids, actually, that were in gaming did a lot of backstage work. And that's where she... Because she helped with the backstage stuff. So a lot of the kids, it kind of was the same thing. It was like gaming club on well, the back those of the are, set. those are kind of two worlds that collide. I mean... Well, I mean they are. I'm a, I'm a gamer. I've also done a ton of theater. When I was in high school, I did theater. Um, I've done community theater in Eau Claire. I've done it here in Wassa. I've done other groups that have popped up around. I've done stuff. Um, I did, uh, theater in college. <laughs> so, I mean, I've been on stage well over 30 times. So they are worlds that collide. Yeah, they are. You know. And I, I did all the backstage stuff between lighting and, and building the set and stuff like that. Uh, Amon forced me to be the Beast in one and uh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that sounds like Amon. Hey, I have a role for you. Well, no, I'm, I don't really want. No, you're gonna do this role. Well, you know, it, it was it was more. Uh, Bobby Buffington was playing the prince, okay, and I was the only one the same age as him that was about the same size. So he was like, "You're gonna be in the Beast costumes because he can't get out of the prince costume fast enough to get." <laughs> So I mean, it, you know, it well, was... and the nice thing is, is if you just play the beast, I didn't say that. Well, I didn't say anything either. So oh, Bobby did the voice. Yeah. Oh well, then you had it because I was like, he the beast doesn't sing. Now the prince, I'm not sure if the prince sings. Is Beauty and the Beast? Yeah, it's a musical. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's you know, it was it was just the way they set up the scene that I didn't have to say anything because right. it was like the beginning of it, and it was more like the setup for the whole. The whole thing, so I was just standing there looking pretty as well. Right, right. <laughs> now, I don't know if Matt was in theater or not. Um, no, no, no. He, no okay, he for for whatever reason, you know, it's really crazy because the way he always acted and stuff. I'm sure if they would have done like a Star Wars play or a Star Trek play, <laughs> one of those, I'm yeah, sure he would have yeah. been in there firsthand. But 
for some reason he just I don't know if he just had other things he wanted to do more than maybe it was a stage fright thing. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean he was good one on one, but there's 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 um oh, what was the actor I'm thinking of? Um, Kevin Smith. You know who Kevin Smith is? Yeah. Yeah. He'll tell you he's like. He's like, you know, he gets up on stage and he does these big question answer things. If you're a fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He does these movies. He says, you know what? Up here, I'm awesome. He goes, you give me one on one, and I'm I'm a piece of dog shit. I can't do the small talk, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, yeah, and I'm sure there's people that go the other way. You know, they can sit here, like I can do small talk, and I can do stage. I shit, you give me a second, and I'll talk your ear off. So that's just <laughs> the way I am, though. But, you know, when I was in high school, that wasn't the way I was. Yeah. I was really good up on stage. Yeah. But the, the, the interpersonal, the talking to people? Well, I, I, I think that has a lot to do with, uh, I think that's just a high school thing, really. Because, I, I mean, look at it. You look at guys trying to talk to a group of girls, and it's one thing. But you get them <laughs> one-on-one with a girl, and... <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you get guys, you get a bunch of guys together, and they can, you know, they're the, they're the biggest, toughest motherfuckers yep. you ever came across. And it's like, you yeah. get them in front of somebody that they don't feel comfortable with. Right. You put them in front of a teacher, you put them in front of a police officer, and they're like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, but, um, all right, let's, let's, um, you know, let's, bring it back and be serious and this is probably the part that nobody's really looking to talk about but you know when i found out that matt had died um it was it was really weird because he had ordered from us at chatham games the uh new uh star trek deck building game and um the day he uh, well the 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 day he passed away, I didn't actually, we didn't find out till the next day because the accident had happened at night. Right. right. Um, I had called him twice that day um, to tell him that his, his game was in because he had ordered it from us. And uh, I, I actually found out later that I had called him twice after he was actually dead. So, I mean, it kind of, I mean, I found out the next day, and it just kind of, when, when you sit back and you think about things and you put everything into perspective, um, one of the things that I don't think a lot of people knew about, if anybody besides Adam and I, is that for the the month beforehand, Adam and I had been talking to Matt about bringing him in to Chatham Games, as you know, to become an owner along with us or, uh, you know... Um, and uh, I had just talked to him two days before he passed yeah. away. And it just kind of puts into perspective everything. Um, you know, like I said, Matt was a young man when he died. I think 24? I thought he was 25. Could have been it, 25, yeah. But either way, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, and, and it makes you question why, you know, depending on, on uh, for me anyway, religiously, it made me it made me question why God would take someone that was a, a benefit, a benefit. I mean, he was so vibrant. He was so, um, into helping people. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons that the, the, um, the, 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 the um, 
why can I never think of what they're called? The uh, college scholarship um, was done is because when, after Matt had passed and they were going through his stuff, they had found that he had already started working on that. That was a goal in his mm-hmm. life, as young as he was, that, you know, he, that's what he wanted to do. Um, he had just bought a house. Um, he had a girlfriend that had been his girlfriend for quite a while. Yeah, they uh, actually, I think they talked about getting married. Yeah, I don't think they were actually engaged at no. this point, but they were, you know, and, and Matt had his his stuff together. And it kind of makes you wonder why, you know, you know, and I, and I don't know where your religious affiliation is, but for me, uh, you know, being Catholic, it's kind of like, why would God take someone? You know, it's the same question you ask, like, why would God take a baby? You know, and and the answer is always, well, you know, God has a plan. But it's still, you know, and, and I had a real tough time dealing with with Matt's death. Um, and I, and I know a lot of people did. And I think the hardest part of all of it for me was going to the funeral home and seeing him, you know, in the casket. And, and, and I think it was at that moment that, you know, it all just kind of like really became real. Right. And, and one of the things, I mean, like, cause I was there too. One of the things is that we, we talked about is. Half of us were expecting him to jump out of it like it was a joke because that's the kind because of because that's the way he was yeah. exactly and, you know you know and obviously we knew that it was serious and stuff like that but that's just the kind of person he was he was right. never and a lot of us that were sitting there talking about it you know in that way you know everybody has a coping mechanism and I learned years ago that I cope through humor. And sometimes inappropriate humor at inappropriate times. Um, but that's just my, that's my coping mechanism, you know, and everybody has their coping mechanism. And, and that was, I mean, that day was hard for a lot of us. There was, there was guys that I've known for years that it was like, I saw them in tears. And, you know, now I'm not a crier. I don't cry. I don't cry easily. I don't cry often. But I did cry that day. Not at the funeral home, you know, not during the service, but when we got in the car and we left, my wife drove because I was a wreck, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but so to have, to lose somebody that touches your life in that way is devastating i guess is the word you know and uh and you know you were much younger than i was at that point um well i suppose technically you still are much younger than <laughs> I but you know at that point in my life i had lost people you know and and it's still one of those things it's like and since then we've lost people we've lost friends i mean uh jake has passed away mm-hmm. um I, you know, now that I do this stuff, I'm like, you know, when I was sitting down and I'm going through my phone thinking of people, who can I, you know, who can I talk to? Who, who do I think can tell, you know, can sit down and, and hold a conversation. And, you know, as I go through my phone, I still have two numbers in there. One of them is Jake Krems and the other is Matt Kale. I just never, mm-hmm. you know, I, and I don't know why, you know, it's getting to the point now where, 
it's time to get a new phone again, you know. Do you keep the numbers? You know, is it, is it... Right. You know, why Why do we keep those numbers? Why do we hold on to those things? I mean, you can't call those numbers anymore. You call them and you're... Well, you might be able to, but you'll probably get somebody else. I think... I actually think... I know for a while, at least. I haven't... Yeah, uh, I know for Matt's, a while they kept Matt's Matt, phone. Matt's phone was still there, so you could leave him a message. Right. You know, it's just like every once in a while I go out to their Facebook pages. Yeah. You know, just it's... Which, if... If you do happen to go on Matt's Facebook page and send him a message, if someone sends you one back, don't freak out because Jenny has the... Oh, does she? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I have put messages out there and it's like, it, it's just, and Kathy will like them and Jenny will like mm-hmm. them and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And, um, you know, but and, and I haven't in a while, but it's just like, it's something to keep that bond you know because with, with matt being gone it doesn't matter to him mm. you know it matters to his family and it matters to us the fact that our community our, our gaming community still remembers these people and you know and and to me that that makes me feel good because that means someday when i'm gone mm. you know that the younger kids or the kids you know or you know you know there, there's no certainty i could walk out tomorrow and get hit by a bus Probably driven by you. <laughs> I could but, I could name a couple other people you probably get hit by, but, but you, <laughs> and there I go, there I go with the inappropriate yeah. humor at the inappropriate times. But you know um, that when I'm gone, that that community is strong enough that the people within it will remember you for for whatever. Yeah. You know, I will probably be remembered as the Cthulhu guy because that's yeah. what I am. Yeah. You know. But, uh, that was a, you were the first person that I've ever heard Cthulhu through. I had no idea who it was. <laughs> so, um, I, I still actually have yet to sit down and play Cthulhu. Well, you have an option. I, uh, I'm running Cthulhu. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, you know, when you, uh, when you, when you sign up, if you haven't done so already, man, click on the family cottage, you'll get some Cthulhu. Okay. Well, maybe, so, maybe I'll come and try that though. There you go. Um, but yeah, so you know, um, I get, I don't know. You have anything else? Uh, I was actually talking to Jenny and uh, Don Hayes about next year actually throwing a gaming party on Matt's birthday. Okay. Or the weekend closest to, to his birthday. birthday. Just to you know, maybe we can set it up so we can do like a five dollar entry fee play some magic or whatever anybody wants to play and then yeah whatever money we raise we can put towards the scholarship fund too um but yeah, yeah i yeah. mean that's absolutely i i can think of yeah hands full of people that would be about that and and that that goes back to that community mm-hmm. cohesiveness the gaming community in wasa now i mean there i'm sure there's a lot of gamers that i don't know about but I know a good number, and I'm sure you do too, of the gamers in Wassa. And um, so, yeah, I think that would be a great idea. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, any scholarship that is based around the idea that you are a gamer and that you are going to use this money in some way to continue the um, the world of gaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and when I say world of gaming, uh, you know, I... Personally, I am a RPG player, and I'm a board game player. I'm, I do some of the cards, but not really. Mm. But, I mean, gaming to me, 
is more than just what I do. Right. You know, there's card gaming, there's miniatures, there's console gaming, you know. Uh, those are all gamers in my mind. I mean, there are people out there that are like, if you don't RPG, well, fuck off. Yeah. You know, but that to me, that that's more destructive to the hobby than anything else that is out there, you know? Am I going to sit down and for eight hours with you and play Xbox? No. no. <laughs> and, and, and it's not because I love Xbox. I love the graphics and stuff. I can't play them because I get sick. Mm. They they make, I get motion sick and I have tried Dramamine and I have tried, can't do it. So that is not part of my repertoire, you know? You need a 3D TV and put it in 3D. I'm sure that would be even worse. No. I've heard because I've never actually played, and I don't get motion sickness. But right. if you have the the 3D, the depth, it's not as bad because it's not a screen that's spinning. It's it's more realistic yeah, movement. Yeah, it's okay. like looking at people. So I mean, it's not. That's a possibility, but first I got to get wealthy because 3D TVs are not <laughs> cheap. <laughs> well, maybe you can make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I make all that 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 all that cash off of these podcasts. Well, uh, <laughs> when that day comes, right? when I can walk away from my job because I am podcaster extraordinaire, so never. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I want to thank you for stopping in. Um, I'm going to jump now into, um, wow, did you see that? I stood paper on it. I can't do it again. Uh, but anyway, um, next week's guest um, is a friend of mine. I have known her for... A while. I, I had her husband on um, a, a month or so, two months ago maybe. Um, Paula Loomis is going to come and, 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 and talk. Um, I'm not going to guess what she's going to talk about because I'm not doing that anymore. You hear me? I'm not doing it anymore. What are you going to do about it? Well, just listen though. Don't turn me off. Um, but anyway, um, so Paula's going to be back or is going to come next week. Um, She's actually kind of nervous about this. She's like, what am I going to talk about? I'm like, Paula, you never shut up. You'll find something to talk about. <laughs> so um, we'll be talking to Paula next week. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, for the email segment this week, I, I didn't get an email this week. I didn't get any emails this week, so that's okay. But we have had our first email. Um, I'd like to see more emails. It's a lot of fun, actually, because the one I got reminded me of something I said in episode two. And... It was a story that I had mentioned, but I didn't talk about. Um, and unfortunately, that happens more often than um, I'd like to admit. But my brain goes in different directions, so that happens. All right, and to wrap up this week, um, so what we do, Nick, is I have a quote here on my sheet of paper. I'm going to read said quote, and then you're going to tell me who said it. Or you're going to try anyway. And and I do require a guess, so you can't just sit there and go. Because I, I early okay. on I had somebody that just kind of sat there and stared at me. Three guesses. Sure, I'll give you three guesses. Okay, okay three. All guesses. right, so here is the quote: <clears throat> "Music was your real passion, the thing that held you held." Let me start that over because I just botched that. Go ahead. All right, music was your real passion, the thing you held dear even above family. It was this relationship that never betrayed you. Once it became your job, this thing that was highly visible, this thing that became about commerce, that's when you're holding on to music like it was 
like it was a palm tree in a hurricane. Willie Nelson? No. That's guess number one. Guess number two? Is it in the right genre? No. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, bon Jovi. No. <laughs> but you're closer to the right genre. Um, I'm going to have to guess Prince. No. Three good guesses, though. And all guesses that I could see them saying that. But no, in this case, it was uh, Eddie Vedder, who uh, turns 52 today. And he was the lead singer of Pearl Jam, and he's done a lot of other stuff. And so I, I don't know if that was you, if that's your type of music or not, but I got into Pearl Jam for about 28 minutes, and that's about all it lasted. I, I listen to Tech Nine, so I... All right. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. I I hope uh, this uh, some of you enjoyed this. I hope uh, all of you didn't turn us off. So um, I will talk to you in about a week. <laughs>